Today on episode number 731 of the School of Podcasting, I get this question on a fairly regular basis because, well, you know, there are no rules in podcasting. You can do whatever the heck you want, but are there any best practices? And today I'm saying, in my opinion, there are. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, I help you start your podcast, and then I help you grow your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash join. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-A-S-T. E-N-E-R and save 20%. And as I said at the beginning, I get this question on a regular basis and there was a voice in my head that went, hmm, that would be a good episode. And I really kind of tossed and turned on it because I'm like, well, I just did an episode on 30 different ways to grow your show. And this is a little different. Now, it is some of the things that I have said before. So this is one of those times where it's going to sound like Dave's repeating himself, but there are some new twists and turns here. So number one, best practice, and this is kind of what inspired this episode. I was in the Podcast Movement Facebook group, and somebody asked, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. What do you think I should talk about? And we all kind of went, yee, because that's not, mm mm-mm. That's And it's not that you shouldn't podcast, you shouldn't podcast now. You need to have a topic that you're passionate about. And by that, I mean really passionate about. And next week, you're going to hear me interview Glenn the Geek Hebert and his co-host Jamie, who just uh, wrapped up, well, they're not wrapping up, they're still going on, but they just went past 2,000 500 episodes. They do a show five days a week, 90 minutes, but it's about horses. Glenn is from the Horse Radio Network. Find him at horseradionetwork.com. Also, Glenn is part of my Patreon group. He is a one of my top uh, patrons, so thank you so much for that, Glenn. I'll have a link out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 731 if you want to join that. But uh, here's a little snippet from that interview. But And when she said this, I'm like, I think this is the new clip I'm going to use for explaining passion to people. Here's Jamie. I've liked horses since I was born. I was two and I was looking under the Christmas tree for a pony, you know. So it's something that has been my lifeblood, my life's work, my life's passion is is horses and training horses and riding horses and competing. And I've, I've worked in just every avenue of of the horse world it seems like okay call me crazy i think she likes horses and that's the kind of passion you need now why why do you need that because when you first start out it's going to be awkward and you're going to still be getting maybe comfortable behind the mic although you can take your time you know the world has waited 15 years for your podcast it can wait a few more months if you want to do some practice in fact that would be a best practice Practice a bit. And then when you finally have somebody, we'll talk about this too. Somebody say, yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's when you start going public. But uh, you're not going to have any audience when you first start off. And can I tell you, that is soul crushing. 
It is to put that much work into something and just like really 18 downloads. Are you kidding me? I, uh, I will talk about this a little later, but I launched a new podcast. I'm trying a, a new strategy and, uh, the episode is kind of officially out. In fact, I guess we'll say that the official it's officially out. Grow your, uh, community show.com with Dan Miller. And uh, I, I think the last time I checked, I had 20 downloads and I worked hours on that bad boy. But we'll talk about that. In fact, let me play a quick trailer for that while I'm on the subject. You're thinking of launching your own online community. These people are really cool. So if I can facilitate the party, this could be special. But there's got to be more to it than just throwing out your shingle. It's like anything. If you want to learn how to ride a unicycle, you go watch a YouTube of somebody who already knows how to do it. And maybe you reach out and say, hey, how did you do that? Which is exactly what I did because I wanted to find out what works. That you have to find out what it is that's unique about your community and why people want to be there. And maybe what doesn't. We lost about a third of our membership. Real talk without the hype. I don't know of any word that has been more bastardized in the last few years than mastermind. It all starts with knowing who your audience is. Welcome to the Grow Your Community Show. Tips and insights into launching a safe, engaging, and effective community. GrowYourCommunityShow.com You heard me say it there, and that's the next best practice you have to know your target audience. It all starts with that. I'm here to tell you, and I know what you're going to say, but Dave, um, I don't have an audience. And I'm not talking when I say know your audience, like, okay, it's uh, women who are 34 to 48. That's kind of like the demographic, but and maybe that's the person who should love this content, but I really want you to know them. And that means going to where they hang out and find out what makes them tick. Why do, why is that a best practice? One of the biggest fears I hear people say is, I don't want to sound stupid. Well, how do you avoid this? By knowing what your audience needs. And I cover this in the planning your podcast course. I cover it a little more in the content is king course. There are tools you can use to go and kind of just hang out online where your audience is and go, Oh, wow. I I see they're really, you know, if you go to a a Facebook group on podcasting every single day, somebody will ask about microphones. Somebody's going to ask about media hosts. And I'm here to tell you every day. And then they're going to ask about how long should my podcast be and things like that. So you can go into a Facebook group. You can go look at comments on Amazon. There are all sorts of ways to know your audience, but it all starts there. And here's the other thing. The more you do your podcast, the more you're going to know your audience and the more it might change from where it was originally going. So keep that in mind. So you got to know, we said, first things first, you got your topic, you got your audience, and then you got to know your why. Those are the biggies. Every podcaster says the same thing. It takes more time than I thought it was going to when you start a podcast. And for the record, a lot of things take more time than you thought it was going to. Hence a, uh, how's that go? A watch pot never boils. I mean, that's taking longer than you thought it was, but starting a podcast is easy. It is. It really is. Starting a good podcast though, that takes a little bit of time. You've 
identified who your audience is. You've identified what your topic is, but the why can help shape that content. Let me give you a couple examples. If you're trying to keep your brand in front of people, you might do a five-minute podcast a couple times a week. If you want to be seen as an expert, well, then maybe you do a weekly show to do a deep dive to show off your smarts. You know, if you're trying to grow your network, well, then maybe you do interviews with other people in your field. So why? Well, when you start to achieve your goal, when you start to see your why come into reality, it puts gas in your tank. And if you're not achieving your goal, well, then you know you either need to adjust your content or turn up the marketing. That's that's really it. But if you kind, it's kind of like when people go, okay, I, I want to. What's your goal? I want to lose weight. Okay, you lost a pound. Are you done? Uh, uh, you know, you 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 achieved your goal. You lost some weight. Well, no, actually, I need to lose about thirty-seven pounds. Oh, well, then you're not done yet. So by having that goal, knowing your why, it helps shape your content and helps you kind of know if things are working or not. The other thing, another kind of best practice. Get the best equipment you can afford, and I should add here, and then move on. I typically say you can sound pretty good for about the price of an Xbox. By the time you get a microphone and some sort of USB interface, you're going to spend somewhere between $70 and, I don't know, 300 is about the price of an Xbox if you're going to get a big boom stand and things like that. So why do you want to get the best equipment you can afford? Well, number one, If you look at the top shows in Apple and see how many of them are recording with their phone, I think you're going to find out the answer is none. Although you can make an okay recording with your phone, you you want to sound great. You want to sound professional. And you're not going to do that spending, you know, $6 at a flea market on a plastic microphone from 1994. That's just not going to work. There are too many shows now that sound better and there is a little competition. And if your audio, I always say you want to sound listenable. You don't have to sound super pristine, but it has to be listenable. And when your volume is going up and down and when it sounds like you're recorded in a cave, that's not going to work. The other one, and this I think comes from my background, I work for Libsyn. It's L-I-B-S-Y-N. It's short for Liberated Syndication. You can get a free month there using the coupon code SOP free. But I think you need to have a general idea of how a podcast works. I've been driving since I was 16 and my dad took me and showed me how to change a tire, how to change the oil, uh, how to fill the fluids, things like that. I don't know enough to work on a car, although I could do those things, but I know some basic troubleshooting. So Dave, why is it a best practice to understand the general idea of how a podcast works? Because it's going to help you kind of avoid the unnecessary panics that I see people have because, hey, I hit publish and my episode's not in Apple yet. It's because Apple has two views, the store view which it takes 24 hours for your episode to appear in, and then the library that your subscribers use. And that one, usually the episode will show up somewhere within, I don't know, 15, 30 minutes. So by having a general idea, you can, again, I don't expect you to go in and start writing code on your RSS feed, 
but you can kind of understand and keep the podcast going without having a panic. Another best practice is to remember, and I had a client and it was kind of interesting that I had to remind them of this and they went, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah. And that is uh, Aisha Tyler, who has been in movies. She's a director. She was on The View. She's a comedian. She said the reason she loves her podcast is because it's hers. Nobody can take that away from her. It's hers. So, you know, keep in mind, the show is yours. So when people go, hey, can I do that? Yeah. Well, I didn't even, I know it's your podcast. You can do whatever you want. You know your audience. If you're doing something that's going to bring them more value, my answer is yes. But don't interview people if you're not sure if they're a good fit. Uh, If you don't want to talk about a topic, well, then don't. And if you do want to talk about a topic, then do. Realize there is freedom of speech. There's also uh, freedom of consequences. So if you're worried about losing your job, then don't start a podcast about politics or abortion or religion. I would just generally avoid those and you should be okay. But it is your show. You can do with it whatever you want. And people sometimes I think forget that. I'm like, yeah, if that person wants to come on your show and you talk to them and it's not a good fit, you're allowed to say you're not a good fit. Now I would might put a little sugar on that, but it's your show. The other one, and I did talk about this in the 30 tips to grow your downloads. And that is make yourself available everywhere. I still people see, I see them doing this where they're only giving out an Apple link and realize that 70% of the countries that aren't the U S are using an Android phone. And when you give them an Apple link, it's not very handy. Right. So uh, here's, what's going to happen in the future. A boss is going to walk into a boardroom and say, Oh, sorry, I'm late. I got stuck in traffic, but man, I heard this great podcast called blah, blah, blah. And everybody's going to go, what was it called? He's going to go blah, blah, blah. And they're like, and one person's going to pull out their phone and look up blah, blah, blah on Apple. The other person on the other side of the table is going to look up blah, blah, blah on Apple. And then Susie down there at the end, she's going to look it up on Spotify. And then Ingrid to your right is going to look it up on Stitcher. You want to be everywhere. You don't want somebody to go, oh, I can't find it. Oh, what app are you using? Stitcher? Oh, well, yeah, I didn't put it there. No, be everywhere. There's, you You can't, it, it's not like Nickelback. <laughs> Let's date ourselves, shall we? Let's go back to the 90s, shall we? Nickelback was everywhere. Like you couldn't escape Nickelback. There are a million other podcasts. It's not like people are going to go, oh no, it's Dave Jackson again. Now, be everywhere. Make it easy for your audience. Here's another one. And I just I just witnessed this firsthand. Don't pick a release date. So you're getting ready for your launch date. People love that word. I'm going to launch. Um, uh, don't pick your launch date until you're in all the apps. So I just played you the trailer for Grow Your Community. And I wasn't really telling everyone. I'm telling everyone today that, hey, it's officially out. There's an episode. And uh, my buddy, Matt, over at the author inside you.com said, Dave, man, and what did he do? I, I said, hey, I'm launching this new show. What did he do? He pulled out his app and looked for it in his favorite app, which is Overcast. And it wasn't there. So he had sent me an email. I checked my email. It's hours later. And I'm like, Matt, 
uh, I, it should be there now. I just look for it. And he emailed me back and said, I'm telling you, I'm not crazy. I looked this morning and it wasn't there. So when you are in Apple Podcasts and you get listed there, you are automatically going to be added to a few other places automatically. And one of them is Overcast, player.fm. There are a couple different places that will list your show. But just because you're listed in the show, or in the show, in the app, doesn't mean that you're going to be available in search results. They call that indexing. So this is places like CastBox, Himalaya, Listen Notes, Overcast, PocketCast, Podchaser, Player.fm, and a slew of other ones. When you're added to Apple Podcast, you are then added to those things. But just because you're in there doesn't mean you can be found yet. They have to do this indexing thing. And that's going to take a little time. So since we were talking about Nickelback earlier, let's go back to the 80s. I'll take 80s uh, for 200, Alex. Uh, back in the 80s, back in the other day, there were these things called CDs that people list, used to listen to music on. And if you were a band and you did a CD release party, you did not really plan that party until you had the CD in your hand. Because if you said, oh, no, the CD release party is, you know, July 31st and you don't have the CD and you're like, oh, yeah, but it's it's at the printers. They're printing them and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden the printer goes, hey, uh, we don't have that version of the artwork. We need it in Adobe Illustrator, blah, blah, blah. We ran out of cases, you know, the printer, all sorts of things can go wrong. So it's much better Again, for me, what is this to say best practice to pick your release date after you're released? Be, and you might go, yeah, but I, I want to have this big push the minute it's available. There are a million podcasts in Apple Podcasts. So if you think being an Apple Podcast is going to make you famous, I believe my buddy Paul Culligan said that. That's like saying I'm going to get famous because I'm in the phone book. So wait till you're in every place. Then you can say, hey, grow your community. Check it out in wherever fine apps are listened to because why you want people to subscribe. You want them to subscribe and you go, Dave, don't you want them to rate and review you? Sure. If you want to, but what I really want you to do is subscribe. That's what really moves the needle. I hear it all the time. Oh, please uh, rate and review us. It helps it gets, it helps us get found. It does not. It is social proof, but it doesn't do anything to have you come up in the search engines. Uh, the next one, be appropriate. And this one is strictly my opinion. But what we're going to talk about here is to swear or not swear in your show. And I know some of you are going to go, oh, I bet he's going to go invisible sky, buddy. No, not really. Uh, actually, I'm pretty liberal when it comes to swearing and things like that. I, I will watch an R-rated movie. I went to high school. I went to junior high. I've heard all the naughty words. But the other day, I was listening to a podcast called Losing 100 Pounds, and the host is a 46-year-old person. In this case, it happens to be a female, not that that matters, but she dropped an F-bomb in the first 15 seconds, and I'm going to play you. Basically, I went through and pulled out all the naughty words in like the first 10 minutes, and I bleeped them out, just for the record. If you've got kids in the car... A lot of bleeping coming up. So we, Kathy and I actually were sitting here brainstorming, what the f*** are we going to talk about this week? <laughs> <laughs> Do you 
on it, but you should probably straighten that. It's like, and the Kathy's a it was a JJ salad, so it wasn't like it was a one. It was a really good one. Like I wasn't like Coach Kathy. I was told. And when it's all over with me, is this going to happen the rest of my life? Like whenever I'm like tempted, urges, cravings, all that, you become someone who no longer says I up. Here I am, right back with your old thoughts. You know, I, even me, who's a master coach, five years in. Now remember what I said. It's your show. And if you want to cuss like a sailor, you can. And in this case, the host did say about halfway through, oh, by the way, I cuss like a sailor. And for the record, I don't remember Popeye dropping that many F-bombs. I do remember the fact that uh, Sweet Pea was illegitimate and nobody seemed to care. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, it's up to you. But just realize when you swear, you're going to get pulled out of about nine different countries. And it was kind of odd because... I don't mind swearing, but like at one point she just said something like drink your effing water. And I was like, and, and she said something like exercise is effing hard. And I was just like, I like the F word, but I save it for the end of the argument. Like I savor that. I don't want to like water down the F word. And for some, and I did, I, I unsubscribed and I went actually to her podcast in Apple iTunes and looked at the worst reviews and every single one of them was like, man, what is up with the swearing? Now, she might also attract people who are like, hey, she talks like I do because she is from the South. But that doesn't mean that everybody in the South cusses like a sailor, even though Popeye didn't swear. But I'm just saying, just realize that. And at the end, she goes, look, I'm a master coach. And I'm like, you know, for the record, again, you're standing out. Gary V does it. But when I think master coach, I don't think a podcast starting off with what the F are we going to talk about today? And I was like, eh. so that was my opinion. And, you know, you might not be, again, I'm not a prude, but I was just like, dang, dang. So anyway, so that's one you might want to be appropriate. And, and that goes back to your why. Like if your goal is to pick up clients, you know, that's going to maybe drive some people away. Just saying. Anyway, edit your podcast. That's a best practice. There are editors for newspapers, magazines, books, TVs, movies. But apparently you're the person on the planet that everything that comes out of your mouth is perfect. Really? Okay, if you say so. Radio people lose their mind when they hear people like, oh, no, I just hit stop and throw it on the Internet. Because you have the opportunity to make yourself or your guest, if you're doing interviews, sound a whole lot better. And if nothing else, uh, you know, one or two, I would say to edit one or two episodes. And if you really hate it, then pay someone to edit it for you. Why? Because if you have edited a few episodes, you're going to be willing to pay someone what it's actually worth because it is time consuming to edit. And uh, you'll be very happy to pay for the job that they do. So I recommend, again, the shows that I listen to, there's none of this where it's 20 seconds for, you know, all of a sudden it's just music for the sake of nothing. They're like, okay. And the music just goes on for nothing, nothing going on. It's just music. You know, somebody will go, hey, we should probably edit that out because it doesn't really add anything to the show. So edit your podcast. This one, I beat this drum all the time. If you're new to the show, my mission is to avoid somebody 
pressing play on a podcast and having something come out that just makes them go, yeah, that is my mission. And I get it that you've, you just spent four hours working on your first episode. I get it. It's your art, man. And you worked hard on it and you might be afraid to get some feedback. I get that. Some people, when they say I want feedback, are really just looking for other people to agree that whatever they did was brilliant. They're not really looking for feedback. And, you know, that feedback, we talked about this last week, can steer your podcast in the right direction so you can help achieve your goal. Going back to your why. Last week I talked about it. I played the trailer that I just played earlier and I played it with the first version of that music. And everyone I played it to almost was like, Hey, that music isn't doing it for me. And I didn't melt. I didn't die. I didn't cry. I didn't go drinking. I was fine. I was like, yeah, you know what? I think you got a point. And I listened to a podcast today. I, I think it's called the business of podcasting. And uh, it's some guy, uh, I think his name is Charlie Brown. I'm not making that up. I think his name is Charlie Brown. Uh, And no, he's not a clown. But uh, he was talking to this guy and they said they had a podcast for a school and it wasn't doing, again, what they wanted. Their goal wasn't getting really as popular as they thought. And all they did was they changed the name because they got some feedback. They got some feedback. They changed the name. They changed the intro because the intro was so important. Uh, They changed the artwork and put the exact same content out. The actual meat potatoes. It's like, I don't know, taking a bun off a hamburger, putting a new bun on, putting it in a new box and going here and have people go, this is the best burger I've ever had. And it's the exact same burger. They just changed the packaging on it. So how did they do that? They got honest feedback and said, yeah, that's not, Mm-mm. that's a little, that the name's a little boring, not really good. Let's get something a little more. It's going to make people click. And we've talked about that in the past. That is, now that I think about it, I need to add this to my list here. You know, when it comes to best practices, make your titles something that's going to entice people to click on. I think I say this every episode now, uh, you know, radio, TV, when you start them, nothing happens. When you start a podcast app, The first thing people see is their headline, make them count. The other one, you'll hear Glenn the Geek talk about this next week. Be consistent, pick a schedule and stick with it. And also when we talk about consistency, be consistent in quality. If you go to McDonald's in whatever town you're in, and then you drive or you fly across the country and you have another hamburger on the other side of the country, granted, it's not the healthiest thing you will ever eat but it's probably going to taste just like the one you had a few hours ago on the other side of the country. McDonald's is very consistent. And when people hear your show, they want to have that same value be consistent. So yes, you want to be consistent in your schedule, but I think it's more important to be consistent in your, your value in your episodes. Cause if you think about it, if, if, you lead somebody down a path and they go, Oh, here it comes. I can't wait to hit play. And they're like, wow, that was really awful. It reminds me when I had stepchildren and at one point, because this is what kids do, uh, one lied to us and it took a while for that trust. They would say something like, Hmm, can we see your phone? Can we, Hmm, maybe, Hmm, I don't know. Hmm. 
takes a while to build that back. So if you consistently fail on the consistency of your value, they might actually drop you. So I think for me, I would rather have a late show that was great than a meh show that was on time. Here's another one. Don't use unlicensed music. And this one came up to me because I've worked at Libsyn now for four years and mainly because most of these don't go to me. They go to a vice president. But I want to say there's been less than five in the four years that I've been part of tech support at Libsyn. And on Friday, we got four. Yeah, in one day. So somebody somewhere at the the music business, they're coming down on that. And you're going to say, yeah, but what if I only play 10 seconds? Nope. What if I just, what if I do the talk? Nope. What if I, nope. What if I, but maybe if I only, nope, 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 no. And by that, I mean, no. Here's another one. You only need one episode to launch. And I have a why on this one. Now we're talking about launching. We talked about how, you know, you want to make sure you're in all the apps first, but your first recording is not going to be as good as your second or third and things like that. So consequently, don't release everything you record. And some people think you need to record 10 episodes and release them at once so people can binge. And, and that kind of makes sense if you think about it. Well, then they can connect with you. But at a recent online event, I think this was We Are Podcast, uh, speaking of Libsyn, Rob Walsh, the vice president of podcast relations, revealed that he's looked into some of the stats and that when you launch with like 10 episodes or, you know, this, this large number, and then somebody else will launch with maybe one or two or three. But remember, you only need one that those shows actually, if they're kind of similar, obviously it's hard to compare apples to apples. But because those shows that only release a couple episodes can start soliciting feedback, what would you like to hear in the future? What would you like? What would you like? What would you hear? And so they're instantly connecting with their audience. Now, if you don't do that when you record 10 episodes, now you should. If, if, if you're still on the, nope, I'm in the 10 episodes camp, well, then be sure to ask your audience for feedback. But here's the problem. So they're listening to episode three and they go, yeah, I hate the lightning round. Can you get rid of the uh, whatever, the book club? I, I don't read. Whatever it is, they don't want it. And you're going to go, oh, great. Um, they're going to have to wait eight episodes until any changes come into play. So just keep in mind, you only need one to launch and then just beg those people. Hey, if you like this episode, subscribe because it's all about subscribers. Another best practice, focus on your audience and don't compare yourself to others. I'm going to be honest with you. I had two things happen this week that I looked at somebody else's stuff and was like, wait, what? They're, oh, man. And then I turn around and, and I'm, I'm working on this new project and somebody kind of did a very similar subject uh, that was very close to this new project I'm working on. I was like, oh, man, they, they stole my idea, even though they didn't even know it. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. What am I doing? I'm comparing myself to others. And that will suck the wind right out of you. Do not do that. So what do you do? You focus on your audience. You focus on your audience. You want the show to be about them. You know your why. Don't get distracted by what other people are doing. Don't get distracted by how much money they're making. Focus on your audience. If you find yourself thinking about a similar show, you know, the 
that Dave Johnson guy, he's stealing all my thunder. Well, no, that's not helping you. That is not helping you. That's killing your attitude. Don't focus on other people. Focus on your audience. And that kind of goes into my next best practice, and that is get your attitude in check. Podcasting, it's a long game. It's it, We're talking years, not months. And I haven't said this, I don't think enough. Uh, you don't have to make money with your podcast. Just for the record, nobody's going to punch you in the face. If you don't want to make money with your podcast, you just want to do it because, I don't know, it's fun. You're allowed to do that. Another one, be open to new experiences. Now, we we talked a little earlier about being open to feedback, but also be open to partnering with other podcasts or trying a new segment. That's sometimes a little like, ooh, what if it doesn't go over? Well, again, if you know your audience and know what they want, that segment might work. Um, you might try a new marketing strategy. You know, If your show isn't giving you what you want, then try something new. Have a website. Have a website and control your show. This is a best practice. You control your website. So if Facebook goes away, that's all right. People know to go to schoolpodcasting.com. If TikTok goes away, I'm not on TikTok for the record, uh, but if TikTok goes away, that's all right. You can know, go to schoolpodcasting.com. So have a website, that home base, and that way you don't have to worry about it. And also, when I talk about controlling your show, Never let a media host, and right now there's only one that does this, and that is Anchor, and that's always been my biggest problem with that place, besides the fact that it's free. And people are like, why do you hate free? Because it typically goes out of business. But anyway, my biggest gripe with Anchor is they submit your show for you to the directories, and then you lose control, and you lose access to things like Apple Stats, Stitcher Stats, and... You might, I'd have to double check on, well, I know Google has additional stats. I was going to say Spotify, but I, I would assume, no, it's still going to be, it's not going to be under your ID. So, you know, control your show. Also, speaking of Google, there's Google Podcasts, but also there's Google, the search engine. You may have heard of it. They want to deliver great results to customers. And so give people something valuable to find. And here again, I already mentioned titles are super important, but also your descriptions, you know, have enough words in there, at least 300 to attract Google and just write content for people. So many people now are getting into transcripts and things like that. I actually tried that last week. That is a pain in the butt. Unless you want to pay like a dollar fifty a minute to have your episode transcribed, that's a lot of time to get something because I've said this before, we don't talk like we write, we don't write like we talk. And I took something where we talked and wow, that was a lot of time. I was like, not doing that anymore, way too much time. All right, another one, and I've already mentioned this, it's all about the subscribers. We mentioned being everywhere, but that doesn't help if you make it hard to find, you know, if you're saying, hey, find me an Apple podcast, you might want to add good luck with that while you're done. Uh, have buttons on your site to subscribe, promote your show, use social media and other tools that will help you get your podcast out in front of your target audience because you know them, not just what they are, but who they are and what they want. Now, why do you need that? Why do I need to promote my show? Because if you're thinking, hey, if I'm in Apple, I'm going to get famous. Not so much, just for the record. Also, pay attention to your media host. 
because almost all the ones that I recommend have some sort of podcast or blog or newsletter. So, you know, Libsyn has the feed. Uh, Blueberry has Podcast Insider with uh, Mike and Todd. And then there's the new media show. There's all sorts of, you know, and I realize that you're like, look, I don't, I like podcasting, but I don't like it that much. Uh, but pay attention to your media hosts because they might be coming out with features that could really help your show. And if you're not paying attention to that, well, then you might be losing that. So also, I said how you don't have to make money with your podcast, but if you are looking to monetize, everyone I know, since we're talking about best practices, it says start an email list. Why? Why should I start an email list, Dave? I've got eight gazillion people on Instagram and I've got, uh, you know, talk face and, and Insta, whatever scope, et cetera. I always love to mix them up. Um, because when it comes to getting people to click on something, hands down, like no contest email spanks, everyone. I use uh SendFox. If you go to school of podcasting.com slash SendFox, it's super easy. It's affordable. And I have a deal right now with AppSumo where it's like $59 for life. And, and in full disclosure, there is another feature that if you want, it's like $10 a month, which is what I'm paying right now for SendFox. But, um, and again, since we did say the M word monetization, selling your own product is a best practice. Uh, but most podcasters who are looking to monetize have multiple streams of income. So let's wrap up here. Final thoughts. If you can't seem to pull the trigger on something, and I'm talking to myself right now, if you can't seem to pull the trigger on something, if you're like, mm, I've been working on this thing and it just, mm, eh, there's a really good chance you're overthinking it. I see that a lot. And I just, as I was walking around tonight, kind of doing this in my head, I was like, you know, who else is doing that right now? You. And I went, yeah, yeah, I am. So, and when in doubt, if you're not sure about something for your podcast, who are you going to call? Nope. Not the Ghostbusters. Unless you're doing a paranormal show, you know, like Jim Harold might call the Ghostbusters, but who are you going to call your audience? And this is where answering every email, every comment, Facebook groups, things like that, when in doubt, you can, and I see a lot of people do this. They will go to a Facebook group filled with podcasters, even though their target audience is not podcasters. Their target audience is NASCAR fans or horse fans or whatever fans or movie buffs. No, I'm going to go to a, a group of podcasters and ask them about cinematography. Well, that's not your target audience. There might be a few people in there, but go to your audience and ask them. And again, the more you know them, the better the relationship, the better the conversation, the better the conversation, the better the understanding, the better the understanding, the better the content. And then from there, you've got this great relationship and you can go from there. The question of the month is coming up. It's the last week of July. I need your answers by July 24th. The question of the month is, of your podcast, which one is your favorite episode? I know, it's like picking one of your favorite kids. And why? What's your favorite episode and why? And of course, tell us the name of your show, your website, where we can find it. And then what's your favorite podcast and why? 
You can answer this by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. There are many ways that you can leave your answer there. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question by July 24th. Speaking of July, Podcast Movement is having an online event called Shift. You can find more information about that at podcastmovement.com. PodFest, the Multimedia Expo, is having a global summit. This is August 10th through the 15th. And obviously, thanks to our friends at COVID, this is online. And they're going to be attempting to set the Guinness World Record for the largest virtual podcasting conference. So a lot of things going on in the podcasting space. If you would like to join it, I would love to help you. Again, my mission is to help make podcasts that don't make people go, ugh, when their audience hits play. I help you start your podcast. I help you grow your influence. How do I do that? Schoolofpodcasting.com slash join. Use the coupon code listener and you have step-by-step tutorials. You have a private Facebook group filled with brilliant podcasting minds. You've got live group coaching. And of course, I'm there the whole way to coach you via email, via video, and things of that nature. Check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash join. You want to subscribe to the show while you're out at schoolofpodcasting.com because next week, that's right, the one and only Glenn Hebert and his co-host Jamie will be on the show sharing insights from doing 2,500 episodes. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. Show off how smart and knowledgeable... knowledgeable, 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 knowledgeable.